Welcome to episode 46 of Too Old for This Podcast. Your safe space for grown-up talk about childish things. Tonight, Sarah Peterman returns for our COVID-19 lockdown special. It's the global pandemic and we are bringing you our top five lists of binge-worthy shows to keep you occupied during your quarantine. We're also going to talk about quarantine news of the week. So, that's a lot to get through. Let's get it started on Nerd and Up Nerd. Here we go. <laughs> Coronavirus! The shit is real! What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Oh, man. Just, What's uh... What's up, quarantinis? <laughs> Uh man, I'm just I'm just sipping on my quarantini, and, uh, <laughs> and coming uh, at you from underground bunkers in various secret locations, yeah. so the zombies can't find us. Oh, that's that's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> that's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> the dead will rise, my Any friend. Day. The dead will rise. <laughs> so. It is March 23rd, 2020, and we are in the middle of the global pandemic, yeah. and and we are alive. It is mm. it is it is a joyous thing to say, and uh, hopefully we will be part of the survivors who will who will live on to, to build the, the new world after the great collapse. Yeah, to uh, yeah, and uh, and, um, and in the meantime, uh, we you know we have our, our entertainment to keep us uh, alive uh, and and to keep our minds occupied during okay. all of this. And Sarah Peterman, some may remember as cosplay Sarah. Our most frequent guest here on Tool for this podcast has returned. Thank you for joining us tonight, Sarah. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Kev, can you can you speak for a minute? I don't know if your audio is breaking up on me or or how like how are you? How are you? Tell me how you are, Kev. I'm I'm all right. Um, I'm officially huh? unemployed for a couple weeks. So oh, you're out of work. Out yeah. of work. are you are you? Do you have a situation where you're covered for that? Are you going to be um, okay? Yeah, I believe we're getting paid for it. Um, I think that's the idea. Um, I gotta, I'll gotta. i be finding out more details because this literally just happened today. Because the original plan was they knocked us down to three days a week. And then we were going to work basically 12-hour days on the days that we were working. Which uh, I thought was stupid, but that's another story. Yeah. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, so... Uh, as you guys know, Doug Ford officially announced it today. Uh, my boss reached out to to me today. So, like I said, details, I guess, will be following probably tomorrow. So, as of right now, I'm uh, I'm homebound. So. That's right. We three, we three are all Ontarians. We all live in Ontario, Canada. Doug yeah. Ford is the premier of our province. And, and, yes, he went on TV today and he announced that the province is shutting down all non-essential businesses and services yeah um and uh i i I think that's good i think that's uh i think that's very important uh to stop to flatten the curve we got to flatten that curve y'all i agree so i've been saying it all the time because uh i'll I'll be honest i work in the i work in the flooring industry so i don't think flooring is really an essential need right now nobody's gonna have a flooring emergency during the global pandemic i don't see people like staring at their floors while they're on the toilet wondering how much toilet paper they have and how much and when they're gonna exchange their floors you know what i mean like 
I don't. I, yes, I just right. don't see it as an essential. So I've been saying this from from time. So uh, I'm. Well, glad that's interesting. That, yeah, I'm glad that they're finally you know shutting the doors because hey, I'm putting myself at risk every time I go to work. We have customers come in. We have the drivers come in. You know what I mean? So, and I deal with all those assholes. Though. Right. <laughs> right. I was, I'm on the I was front just line. saying today though. I I bet you that Home Depot will stay open because mm-hmm. like people will like. Like if your roof is is leaking really badly, you need to fix that. That's yeah. an emergency, yes. right? Like, yeah, I agree. Like there are some stores or some areas where it's like iffy, and it's like a t- it's a tough call. Yeah. But I think that, that there's a lot of stuff that really has to stay open. But you know what? This is a great transition into one of our our big news stories of mm-hmm. the week uh, because Sarah actually has first person experience with uh, the great Canadian. Uh, is it? It's only in Canada, right? Am I right about that? Uh, I think it's in Australia as well, actually. Really? Oh, okay. The EB Games scandal. The COVID-19 <laughs> EB Games scandal. Uh, as many people probably, probably heard in the news, uh, EB Games, the video game store, um, uh, you know, they stayed open uh, as as most businesses did before, you know, the governments told them to shut down. So, like, can I don't know if I can really blame them for being open. But um, long lineups were forming because of the opening. Sarah, talk about it. I don't even know. What were these games even? I never heard of them. Animal you were, But you were so, an employee of EB Games, so you had first-hand experience. Yeah. So the two games were Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing. Okay. And I, I totally get the hype. I've been playing Animal Crossing since it was on the GameCube. So I've okay. been a lover of that game. I, and um, it's just like it's almost like a I don't even know how to explain it. It's just RPG, so chill, right? so relaxing. Sorry, it's an RPG, isn't it? A role play. Yeah, game? yeah, yeah. And anyways, it's a lot of fun. But we had at my store alone over 250 pre-orders, wow. and every wow. day we were getting 20 to 40 calls about this game, asking if we were going to be open yeah. and blah blah blah. And all of us started getting really, really scared that all these people were going to show up and like we were emailing our head office and they essentially just told us like, oh, like, um, like, I mean, mall security is going to have to just deal with that. Uh, Like, we can't really control who shows up. And it was like, we were all anxious and all upset, but, um, so no extra, no extra measures about uh, crowd safety or anything from them. No direction at all. And no, nothing. And we had to make our own direction um, by like closing the gates halfway and like only letting a few people in and such. But they were telling everybody online that they were sending us adequate cleaning products and gloves and all that. And they definitely were not. I don't know where that came from. uh Um, They sent us one thing of wipes, but it had zero alcohol in it. It was like window cleaner or something. And yeah. So when we would see posts that said that stuff, we were all commenting like, no, this isn't true, guys. Like, please, if you can, order it online. Like, help us. And mm-hmm. the amount of comments I was seeing where people were like, I don't care. I, I want to get my Animal Crossing game. I was just shaking my head at humanity. I was like, really? It's, sho- it's shocking to me that so many people are still using discs. Like, I thought physical media was dead. I thought, like, EB Games... Yeah. And I thought GameStop and EB Games were in trouble because this was, you know, the the yeah. because the the market had changed. Am I wrong? Is physical media still? No, huge? It, it definitely is changing. But when it comes to Nintendo Switch, um, each Switch only comes with 32 gigabytes of memory. Uh-huh. Um, 
So you almost have to buy the physical game because yeah. all of the memory saves onto the, the cartridge, if uh, I'm not mistaken. That's, that's brutal. You know what? I'm <laughs> hoping if anything, if anything good comes of this, I hope this forces that change to accelerate, even though oh, it's going to be it's going to put EB games out of business. I don't know. I mean, you, you would know this more about this than I do, Sarah, but I have probably for the last decade been hearing that eb games is operating on a razor thin profit margin and yeah. in danger of going out of business like all the time so i can't imagine this early shutdown before everyone else that was forced upon them by the angry reaction <laughs> lineups caused and you know what the angry reaction is 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 warranted um but i can't imagine that eb games is going to survive this what do you think i don't think they're gonna uh gonna survive either honestly like i think they had no plans of even shutting down in the first place because I genuinely do not think that they can pay us without the operations happening. Exactly. On a exactly. I think yeah. they're really hurting, right. which is nuts. But I just, they keep buying all this random crap from buyers and it's like that things that don't sell and it's, they're digging their own grave, honestly. It seems but like, it's, it seems help. like, it reminds me of the last days of Blockbuster Video. Mm. Um, in the, in the last couple of years of Blockbuster Video's existence and HMV, same thing. Yeah. In the in the last few years of HMV, like really waning out, they loaded the front of their store with merchandise that was just like somehow related to uh, yeah. you know, their product, right? Yeah. Right. So like blockbuster, blockbuster like forced you to walk through a lineup where you were walked past all these snacks and like movie related toys be before they finally shut down. HMV yeah. HMV loaded the front of their store with with uh, mo movie and 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 film related merchandise. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like EB Games has done the same thing in the last few years. Yeah. They also I forgot to mention um, they sent us an email. And I think it got deleted because I tried to look for it the other day just to take a picture. And word for word, they said, if you see someone in the store who is sneezing and coughing in an area, go and clean it up. They told us to go and wipe it down. And we're like, yeah. we're not doing that. Like, are you insane? Mm -hmm. Just yeah. shut the stores. It's awful, yeah. man. It's, I don't think I don't I don't think they could afford to. I think you know I don't I don't think they're evil executives. I just think they were just in a in a tough tough spot where they were like if if we shut the doors we're done and I, you know I, just I don't think know. they care more about money than anything. Like they really sure. I don't sure. But we but, even had we even had an employee not in our store. I can't remember the store, but someone got the virus and yeah. they just came in and they wiped a few surfaces down and just continued on with operations. Yeah. And I'm just scary. like, Oh, scary. Yeah. So these, these are, these are scary times. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, um, extreme measures are justified and necessary. And if, if EB games is, uh, a victim, uh, if, if they don't survive the COVID, uh, crisis, uh, that's sad for everybody's going to lose their jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, th those lineups were something that should not have happened and uh, should not happen. Exactly. So. I agree. Anyway, um, uh, let, let's move on. we got a lot to talk about tonight. So, uh, mm -hmm. EB Games COVID scandal. Mm -hmm. uh, man, weird times we're living in, huh? Weird yeah, times. Yeah, for is. real. It anyway. It really is. As, as, as a uh, gamer myself, um, I try to download all my video games so and, yeah i can't imagine yeah. i can't imagine not doing it now well, you know what the worst thing funny. is the worst feeling in the sorry go ahead uh, no it's funny because the last game i actually bought was the new modern warfare and this one i actually did 
buy the physical disc. I ordered it online because it was like Black Friday or something. And it was like, you know, 20 bucks cheaper. And even though I have the physical disc, it still basically copies everything on the disc to your hard drive. So you still need that right. 90 gigs of space or whatever the hell right. it is, regardless whether you have this disc or not. Like, it's kind of stupid. I don't know. <laughs> and then, and and then, Kev, the yeah. worst part is you take that disc out because you, you play another game or, or someone else in your house plays another game. And that disc is, is who knows where it, it ends up in another case. <laughs> it, it ends up, it ends up under, under a book. It ends up, uh, you know, like in a drawer and, yep. and who the fuck knows where that disc is gone. And, the and then you sit down to, you need then that you sit disc. down to play modern, modern warfare and <laughs> yeah. it won't let you fucking play it yeah. without that disc. Without the and disc. you're like, what? You're like, all, what? All the disc what? really it's, is it's, at it's, this it's point. It's installed on my machine. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's there. It's like, literally <laughs> just to unlock the game. Like it's, Right, it's right. You know, what I, you know what I just found out? I was having mm. this. I was ha- I was going crazy about this with Destiny Two because I lost my Destiny Two disc, mm. and I was shitting my pants. I was like, because I've bought so many modules for Destiny Two, I've got like two hundred fifty bucks invested in that disc, and it wouldn't let me play the game. And then I it it took me so long to figure out that uh, if you have the game installed already, you can go to the store online and and instead of purchasing it, there's like an unlock thing. Really? So that you don't you don't need the disc anymore to play. Oh. So I am playing Destiny Two without my disc now, and I feel so fucking free and liberated. Do they have <laughs> that? Is that um? Sorry, are you on Xbox or PSN? Or Xbox. PS4? Oh, okay. Maybe I should look to see if you can do that with so, uh, Modern so Warfare. So try that with Modern Warfare for yeah. sure, brother. Because, so then the disc is because basically... man, I tell you, I'm a new man. I'm a new man since I don't give a shit where my disc is now. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah, it's, fuck, I don't fuck give a that shit. disc. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Fuck that! And look, we're, we're going we're going way too long on this topic, but I have an, I have I have another Sorry, thing. That was, that was my bad. I, I rebrought it up. I, I'll just go ahead and do no, this. No, it's no. I, I'm done. No, we're not. We're not. We're not. Because oh. I have I have another story. This is just my oh, no, while no, we're on no. this topic. All right, all right. This is relevant. No, okay. this is all of a sudden. This is the game episode. Um, <laughs> when the transition from uh, 360 to Xbox One happened for me, mm-hmm. there was there was a terrible timing incident that occurred okay Uh oh there was that event that happened i think it was at future shop where uh they put a bunch of games on sale and everybody was like waiting in line outside future shop mm-hmm. in the morning it was like a buy one get one free thing or something oh are you talking about when they were trading or no when you're doing the trade like you trade like yeah two, yeah, yeah. two old trading. games yeah, and yeah. you get like the new yeah, like Mario yeah, that was it. That was or the it. new call of duty or the new battlefield where yeah that was it yes okay so I went in for that, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna cough. Yeah. I don't. I don't have COVID. I promise. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. So I went in for that, right? And at my future shop, when I got there, um, they didn't have any copies of GTA Five left for Xbox One. They only had 360 copies. Mm. So I, I got a copy of uh, GTA Five for Xbox One uh, for three, Xbox 360, mm. thinking it's okay. You know, the games are transferable between the two systems, and. <laughs> I fucking I fucking waited in line outside Future Shop for this shit, right? And then, um, and then no, I find out I couldn't play GTA Five on my Xbox One. So Aww. for so for a while, I had to I kept my 360 around so I could play it. But then, like, I ended up having to give that away to somebody. Somebody else needed it, and I was like, I don't want to have the uh, these two video game systems. Mm-hmm. And I figured eventually they're gonna make this <clears throat> backwards, backwards compatible. compatible. Yes. Hmm. Hasn't happened yet to this day. 
So to this day, I have, I have, I've hardly, I completed like two percent of GTA Five, and I haven't played it since. And every time I see GTA Five, I get mad, and I, it's like, <laughs> it's like I own this damn game, and I can't fucking play it, and. Yeah. It, and now it's like on sale for like twenty bucks for Xbox One right now, and I'm like, am, am I am I am I finally gonna spend money? And like I'm like, no, bullet? I still I, I still fucking refuse. No, I will not. So this this death this I think this death of physical media has to happen faster. It's causing problems, and um, <laughs> and that's how I feel about it. And I, I hope you don't lose your job at EB Games, Sarah. I really don't. Uh, yeah. But. Um, you know. I do have another job, so I mean, I won't be that sad if I'm honest. That's there good. Go. That's good. Okay. Anyway, now we can boom down on this topic. All right. Woo! Boom done. <laughs> uh, so, so quickly, there were a couple of casting stories that caught my attention over the last week. Yeah. Um, the the big one, first of all, is the one we talked about here on on the show before, especially when we had Ben on from Star Wars Underground. We were talking about the casting of live action Ahsoka Tano. By the way, I I, I predicted, I guaranteed, I guaranteed, I believe, absolutely that Ahsoka Tano was going to appear in live action on season two of The Mandalorian, and I, I fucking told you so. It has been announced. It has been confirmed. Ahsoka Tano is going to appear in live action played by Rosario Dawson. Season 2 of The Mandalorian. How dope is that? It is absolutely fantastic news. Yeah. I agree. But, I agree 110%. But there, there is a giant size asterisk next to this fantastic news. Uh-oh. <laughs> and what's the uh, uh, size asterisk? Uh, and, and I'm and I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ben. If you're listening, I'm sure you're not. But um, yeah. Uh, look, these people who are in love with uh, the actress Ashley Eckhart, or, or what? X, X, I, I think it's. I don't remember her name exactly. I'm sorry. Um, the actress who plays the voice, yes. the voice yeah. of Ahsoka Tano on the cartoons they are all so butthurt and crying on all of my star wars pages that i follow they are filled with crying uh fans of that voice actress who are upset they're, they're, i heard people were saying they were hoping rosario dawson was going to be overdubbed yeah by her yeah because she, they'll be they'll be upset if the character has a different voice and oh um, my god i want to reach into the internet and slap them all so fucking hard yeah. like oh my god Ro- rosario dawson is golden and mm. and i am so excited i'm so excited now about the live action version so i've heard a lot of uh story to interrupt i didn't mean to oh, go ahead I've heard a lot of comments about Rosero Dawson um, about her making very, very transphobic remarks. So I'm curious. I'm curious how that's all going to like mm-hmm. be thrown down. That's its own thing, but um, I'm, I'm curious if that'll change things. Mm, I, I don't. I, I, I haven't heard. I hadn't heard anything about that. I know mm-hmm. Rosero Dawson is a very politically active person. Yeah. She's very. Um, uh, active in uh, left-wing politics in the United States. Uh, I, bl- I don't know if she's married to or just the girlfriend of Cory Booker, the uh, Democratic senator mm. in the U.S. Um, so, uh, like, a bad political scandal like that would be really surprising to me. Uh, yeah. But, um, you know what? I think she'll be great in the role. Uh, yeah. 
and she uh-huh. will expand the audience of Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, like I, I keep seeing footage of when she was on The View last year, a long time ago, and talking about this and how she, and how there was an internet movement to have her cast and, yeah. and how excited she was and how she wanted that so much. And, like, who else can go on The View and talk about Ahsoka Tano like that? Like, yeah. like that is expanding the audience. Like, those moms who watch that show are exactly the expansion of the audience that Star Wars has been pushing for. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, it's, and she's fantastic. So we all win. We all win by this That's casting true. choice. She was um, really good in Zombieland too, as well. Mm-hmm. She's great. And which, oh man, which of the Marvel Netflix shows was she on? Uh, was Luke, she Luke Cage, on Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage. I think. Yeah, I think she was on second season of Luke Cage. From anyway, Berkeley. she's cool. Yeah, she's cool, and that's that's gonna be awesome. And they're talking about um, not only is she gonna be on. The Mandalorian, but they they might be developing a TV show uh, of her own, uh, an Ahsoka TV show mm-hmm. for Disney Plus, which would be awesome. Yeah, sign me up. Yes, most definitely. So that's great news. Um, and there was another casting news story that uh, I quickly want to touch on. Um, this uh, this story that came from Kevin Smith. Uh, Kevin Smith, um, I don't, I think he tweeted uh, <laughs> that the the that there was a leak mm-hmm. uh, or a rumor anyway <laughs> um, that in Spider-Man 3 uh, the actor who played Daredevil in the Netflix Daredevil se- uh, series mm-hmm. is, going to ap- is going to appear as Daredevil mm. and be brought in uh, to the MCU um, which uh, I think will be great, and a lot of people are excited about. Um, I, I really liked, I really liked him as Daredevil. I really liked his version of Daredevil. I think it would be even more exciting because um, if they're opening the door to bringing those Netflix characters in to the MCU properly, mm-hmm. uh, that that Punisher on Netflix was just amazing. And I don't know if either of you guys checked it checked it out, but that Punisher show was was fantastic, and it was. It was it was it was different than all the other shows. It was it was violent on a level that was like really super extreme, mm-hmm. but and mm-hmm. dark dark on a level that was just just really super extreme. Even though the Netflix Daredevil was super dark and violent, um, <laughs> like the Punisher show was great. It was like it was like Punisher should be. I think uh, you know like the way the real uh, comic book Punisher uh, uh, should like um, should be portrayed right. realistically. Um, so kind, uh, of, like kind the, of a, uh, second a, a twisted film, evil yeah. Rambo, kind of like the yeah. second so anyway, film. I felt that was that brought justice. Uh, what was it called? Warzone. Right. I, I, the I don't one. recall, but with, I remember um, there was a bloody, bloody violent one. Yeah, yeah with Thomas Jane. Was that the because uh, what's his name? Thomas Hill's anyway. Church was in the first yeah. one. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I I'm a I, I've always been a hardcore Punisher fan. But I've never watched a Netflix show, unfortunately. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, dude, if you're a Punisher fan and you watch the... <clears throat> here you go, man. Like, here, yeah. here's my... When we get to our binge-worthy binge TV shows, mm-hmm. you have to binge the Punisher, dude. You yeah. have to because it's great. Even if it wasn't Punisher, it's yeah. it's so great. It's a great show. Uh, John Barenthal, if he was brought into the MCU as Punisher and they gave us an R-rated Punisher, like, and, and that's possible, I think, because they've said they're going to give us an R-rated Deadpool. So... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That would be really exciting for me. Anyway, um, 
Kevin Smith uh, came back out and said, uh, you know what, guys, I have no inside information that that's actually true. Mm-hmm. I just read it on the Internet um, like any of you would have. Um, but as John Campia said, uh, no one else read this on the Internet and no one else can find this on the Internet anywhere else. Yeah. So it really seems like it's something that Kevin Smith either knew or thought he read and forgot. Um, but... It well, seems to me. He it seems to me like dope, like so it's a plant. Maybe yeah. he just dreamt yeah. this. He does smoke a lot of weed. He does smoke <laughs> a lot of weed. But um, he's connected. He's very connected. Yeah. I, I it's it's it feels to me like it's a planted story. It feels to me like uh like Kevin Feige or someone at Marvel um like called Kevin and said, "Look, uh, we want to plant this story and we want to see how people react uh to this to this story. Mm-hmm. Um, can you leak it for us? Uh, is my is my opinion anyway. And and I and ninety nine percent of the time. Now, when I hear these casting stories, just like the Rosario Dawson one, uh, I think that was floated out there intentionally by Lucasfilm because they yeah, because they wanted to see they wanted to see what everybody's reaction would be, and and they found out they yeah. know people would like this, so yeah, let's do it. I was a little disappointed um, by that one. Um, I think it would have been a nice little uh, a nice little um, surprise if they held it back like they did with the whole Baby Yoda thing. You know what I mean? So that's just my sure. two cents. I, I think I would have got way more of a nerd boner knowing it would uh, have been a huge that, surprise yeah. oh absolutely right yeah, yeah. not knowing that yeah. she, uh, she was in it so but no yeah it's, it's but, but, cool. but hard to keep a secret yeah absolutely i agree so but so was baby yoda and they fucking pulled that shit off so yeah that's true yeah that's true um but you know, Baby Yoda is a puppet in a drawer and rosario dawson's the person out in the world so um, is she though Oh, <laughs> maybe Rosario Dawson is just CGI. Maybe she doesn't exist. Anyway, <laughs> um, anyway, my prediction is that this this rumor is true. Um, yeah. I think that um, I think that they got a huge they got a huge fan reaction out of this out of the surprise that J Jonah Jameson uh, was at the end yeah, of the know, last Spider Man movie. Yeah, that he that. was brought back yeah. from basically across the multiverse, right? Yeah. Because it's a different Spider Man. Yeah. Um, so the, doing the same thing, uh, with daredevil, uh, would, would get a huge fan reaction and, uh, I believe it. I think it's something they would do. All right. Sarah thoughts. Sarah doesn't no, know daredevil. I, 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 I don't know daredevil too much, so I'm just sitting and listening. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. We want to move on anyway, because we got <laughs> not a lot of time left. And we have all brought top five lists. Now, this is our public service. Uh, This is what we're doing uh, for our community uh, because uh, we are all going through a hard time right now. Mm-hmm. We are all we are all sequestered. We are all sheltering in place. We are Ooh. all practicing social distancing, yeah. or as the more politically correct term has emerged, physical distancing. Yeah, because we're all socially connected online as usual. True. But uh, through this hard time, uh, you, uh, all of you who will be spending a lot more time at home, uh, probably in front of your TV sets, you have a lot of options for how to spend this time. And it's very valuable time. And we want you to spend it right. We want you to, we want you to uh, watch the right shows, basically. We want you to watch uh, shows of value, shows that are going to uh, uh, reward you with, with, with their value, with, make your time worthwhile. Is that is was that a good setup for the segment? Yeah, no, I agree. Well, yeah, well, we're 
we're all going to have a lot of time on our hands uh, for the next couple of weeks at least. Um, I'll be honest, I finally caught up to The Walking Dead over the last 24 <laughs> hours. Um, my uh-huh. girlfriend has been dying to talk about the latest episode with me. So as a service to her, I actually watched like eight episodes, like I said, within the last like <laughs> 24 uh-huh. hours. And I, I, uh-huh. and I actually surpassed her because I watched the newest episode on top of that. <laughs> so, wow! So yes, so <laughs> like I said, sorry, my dog is freaking out here. Uh, he doesn't like the walking my, dead. My door. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that. Yeah, um, a little bit. That's but um, so yeah. So anyway, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, yeah, no worries. So yeah, no. My point is, um, Sarah, yes, do you watch the Walking Dead? Uh, honestly, I really, really enjoyed it, but I only watched up until like when Shiva, the tiger, like. Died. Right. No longer. Right. I just spoiler. Sorry, folks, if you haven't watched it. A tiger into a play, like a, a show where people were starving, but yet they could feed a tiger. I just kind of like, that I don't know. Up. That was messed yeah. up. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Couldn't really get into it anymore. <laughs> no, the the show to me had lost its way so badly by that point. I was yeah. only hanging in. I was really only hanging in for Rick and Carl, and then Carl died, and yeah. I was like, "Oh my god!" Now I'm hanging in for Rick and and Michonne, I guess. Yeah. And then, and then Rick left the show, and I was like, "Okay, I'll see you when you put out the Rick movie because I yeah. there's, no, there's nothing here that I want to see anymore." Spoiler alert! But, um, but they're but really Kevin, setting that up. Kevin, did you enjoy it? Um, you okay. know what? Uh, they're setting up the movie. Yeah, they they're totally setting it up. So it's probably going to come this summer. I'm guessing. Um, okay, that's my guess. But anyways, uh, I hope so. I, okay, hope so. Uh, my two cents on it is she was going on about it, how it's like the greatest thing right now. And I'll be honest, um, it was good, but it wasn't like, oh, my God, good. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, That's exactly yeah, no, what I expected. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's subpar. Um, I totally called. Like in my head, I didn't put on social media or anything, but I totally called one part uh, that I knew was going to happen, and it totally happened. I just didn't uh-huh. see the outcome of what happened with it. Anyways, without spoiling that, um, okay, that's yet okay. to be resolved, and that'll probably be resolved on the next episode. So, but anyways, right. yeah. So uh, yeah, well, it's okay. Suffice, I, it's suffice not on my say... list. It's not on my list. Put it that way. Okay. So I was I was about to say, suffice it to say, Walking Dead is not on my list. Yeah. Um, Although but, the new um, show but, that they're coming out with, it's going to be only two seasons. It's when it's about like these group of kids who are born into the into the apocalypse, um, uh-huh. and how they so like kind of like their life. Mutants. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, um, but it's only going to be two seasons apparently, and uh, that's coming out apparently this year. I'm actually looking forward to that show. So. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll try. Maybe I'll try their new stuff when yeah. it when it comes out. But I, but the the flagship show for me died a long time ago. No, okay. Anyway, let's get I'm to these lists, to guys. All right. Who who wants to who wants <laughs> uh, to kick it off? Kev, why don't you kick us off with your number five? Yeah. Let's go one okay. at a time. We'll 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 go down our list starting from five uh, all the way up to one. And uh, um, uh, we'll, okay. And sorry, uh, sorry. I'm just gonna say I I don't really have an order. All right, so oh. I don't. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just picking. I just pick five shows that I feel that are binge worthy shows, and I don't want to put them in any particular order. Okay, if that's okay. I don't know if Sarah is in the same boat as me, or if she's in the, your boat where yeah. she has. 
I was actually in the same boat as you, to be honest. Oh, there you go. I, I love all these shows equally. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I, I don't have an order. Okay. Well, I, I guess I'm more competitive than you guys. Yeah. I definitely have an order. <laughs> okay. Order was important. Yeah. No order is important. Hierarchical matters. structure matters. Or, order, <laughs> order doesn't matter to me as much as um, enjoyment. So, these are okay. five shows that... Well, I'm... I'm glad you bothered to assign them numbers for me than to humor me. Thank you. <laughs> so, but yeah, if you want me to kick it off. Okay. Number five. <laughs> number part of my list. <laughs> so, okay. If I'm going that way, then You're killing the bit. Number, number five will be Freaks and Geeks. Freaks and Geeks is... Um, oh, good call. Yeah, Freaks and Geeks is a, a Judd Aptel show. It's where um, um, uh, fuck um, Seth Rogen, um, James Franco, uh, they they got their start on this show, and it's it's set in so the many 80s. guys. Got their yeah, start oh yeah, so many guys. Um, it's set in the eighties and gals. And um, yes, and um, it's a it's a great show. It's it's a coming of age show. Uh, I absolutely loved it. I must have watched it three or four times already. Um, definitely, definitely worth binging. Uh, the only downfall to this show is it was only one season, so that was the only yeah, that was the only downfall to that show. So, but I I, I want to add like one mm. of the greatest seasons of television ever made, and yeah. I'm mad. I'm jealous. I'm jealous and that you. I'm jealous. I didn't. If I, I'm je- this should be on my list. Yeah. And I'm, I'm jealous I didn't think of it. Um, right. Kudos. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I got Freaks a standing ovation. All right. Um, but yeah, uh, people petitioned for a second season. It just never happened. Um, uh, can you imagine if they made like a reunion movie or something now? Yeah. Come on. That would be you, awesome. It's the hugest cast but, of all time. Now. Yeah. But they did. Uh, he did do a semi-follow-up show without the same characters, which was called Undeclared. Yeah. Which was um, also a fantastic. Which was show. also a great also. show. Only lasted a season as well. Um, that's in my honorable mentions. Actually, undeclared. So um, mine's too. Now that I thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so yes. Uh, and then continuing on my list, number four would be space. No, 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 oh. no, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. What? Everybody's oh. gonna do their. <laughs> Going, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, sorry, no, my bad. One at a time. Okay, sorry. Okay, I thought you so wanted. I, to we do didn't my hear what Kevin said. We did not hear Kevin. <laughs> la, 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 la. Okay, there, rewind. <laughs> okay, so Sarah, yeah, you're up next. All right, give, a, give I, us your number five. My number five. I also put them in order just for you, Jer. <laughs> yeah, um, I appreciate so you me. <laughs> my number five was a show called Black Summer. Actually, I don't oh, know yeah. if you guys have watched I did, it. I did watch that. That was fucking dope. Of course, Kevin watched Black yeah. Summer. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's um, about zombies, man. That's why I watched. Oh, it. <laughs> it's not about black I, people. I thought it was about <laughs> Harlem. Yeah. <laughs> anything to do with zombies is always going to be on my list, yeah. no matter Tell what. Me, I've never heard of this. Tell me about it's it. It's a Netflix show. So it's just. Like a, just a modern day zombie apocalypse. Um, I think it's one of the more, if we want to call it realistic, like yes. realistic zombie shows. Yes, I agree. Um, and it, I believe it's only like six episodes, which kind mm-hmm. of sucked, but it was like a full hour, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. of just like realistic things happening to people that you can connect with on a uh, like a like a personal basis. Like they're not 
there's nothing really special about each person, if that makes sense. Yeah. So they're not like overpowered in this apocalypse and blah, blah, blah. But I, I really enjoyed that one. I think that one was one of the, the better zombie um, shows or movies done. Definitely. That sounds, that sounds cool. That sounds cool. <laughs> Yeah, no. The I, only downfall is that they're making us wait forever and a day for the second season. But yeah, apparently it's coming. I, I, did you know that that show was actually a spinoff of uh, Zombie Nation or whatever? Zombie Z, whatever? Z Nation? Z Nation? Z Nation? I was, yeah, whatever it's, that, I, yeah, it's actually a spinoff. I was going to say, that. I was going to say that show's awful. Yeah. Yeah. And this show is a spinoff so, of that. And I've never watched the, the other one. Um, I only found that yeah. out because I was so into Black Summer when uh, when I was watching it that I started doing research and then I found out it was a spinoff of yeah Z Nation I think it's called right so yeah I I really disliked that mm-hmm. I've never watched it so like I said but yeah no I'm up there with you with Black Summer all right yeah okay, cool I'm gonna check that out five? cool all right what's your number five? Uh, my number five. Sorry, uh, is uh, number five. It's Letterkenny. Oh, no. Uh, okay. Yes, uh, a, a great Canadian show, but it's also got a lot of international success. Um, and I have a lot of American friends who are who are Letterkenny fans, and and uh, I believe uh, our friend Johnny Mac from England told us he's a Letterkenny fan too. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, uh, didn't um, remember. Uh, you could be right. I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh, I, I'm going to have to ask him. We're going to have him back on soon. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's a fantastic show. Uh, it's 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 about um, small town, rural, uh, basically Ontarians, but also Quebec. But it's it's so well written that yeah. it feels it feels so familiar to me. Every character on the show feels like somebody that I knew or grew up with. Yeah. Somebody, especially. Especially my friends who are from more from rural Ontario, because here in Oshawa, here in Oshawa, we're right on the border, basically of urban and rural Ontario. And it's like you drive five minutes in this direction, and you're in in Hicksville, like hardcore. And I have a lot, I have a lot of friends from that area, and they're great. And, and but but like the characters on this show. Uh, and 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 even the, the non-hicks on this show, even like the skids, um, like they remind me of downtown Oshawa kids, like to a T. Yeah. The, the yeah. writing, the writing on this show is so fantastic. The performances on the show are so fantastic, and it is so fucking funny. Yeah. Um, and it's still going. And I think there's there's a whole bunch of seasons. I don't even know how many, but um, check out any letter Kenny you can find now, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they do. Like two, they do two seasons a year. Yeah, they, and and, and uh, Melinda and I went to see them live last yeah. month. I forgot to ask and, you. How'd you um, like it? How'd you like it, by the way? Oh, it's fantastic! It was yeah. fantastic. So um, I actually saw yeah, they're them. Yeah, really. Just, they're so funny. Yeah, I actually saw them like uh, just over a year ago. I want to say just under two years ago, and that's the reason uh, why I didn't end up going to this tour, just because I kind of felt it was going to be essentially the same sort of show. But this time, yeah. they actually brought like the hockey guys, like the jocks and. Um, the girl yep, yep, on the yep. show, I'm drawing a blank on her name right now, Katie. Um, yeah, so I was a little disappointed yeah. that I missed out on that, but uh, it was still a good show when I saw it as well. So, Cool. 
um yeah i love this show and uh and uh it's i hope it's gonna keep going strong for a long time Mm -hmm. but there are a lot of episodes out there uh available for you to binge and uh, i wanted to put one comedy in my list because i didn't have any so i switched out the the thing i had number five before and i I bumped something into honorable mentions to add letter kenny to my list um it's a fantastic show to binge and look in these times, in these very dark times, people, we need to laugh. We need yeah, to keep laughing. Let's not lose our sense of humor and uh, go watch Letter Kenny. But let's move on to number four, four. Kevin. Uh, so uh, <laughs> my number four, as uh, I, I accidentally leaked out <laughs> earlier, is um, is, a, is a British comedy called Spaced. And uh, Spaced is actually the show that got Simon Pegg his start. Um, Simon Pegg and, um, uh, why am I drawing a blank on, on the director's name right now? Uh, the guy that directed Baby Driver and all his, all his movies. Um, oh my God. Uh, uh, I'm going to have to look it up now real quick. Uh, Edgar Wright. Oh my God. I don't know why I couldn't remember that. Um, so anyways, Edgar Wright, um, uh, directed it and, um, Simon Pegg and Jessica Hines, who's the girl who plays Daisy on the show, uh, both wrote it. And Nick Frost is on it, um, and it is absolutely hilarious. Um, it's one of these shows that if you appreciate, um, I guess, like pulp culture references, uh, it's full of them. It's full of Star Wars references. Uh, Simon Pegg's a huge Star Wars fan. As we know, he played um, Uncle Blood, whatever his name was, in The Force Awakens. Like he he's known he's very open about hating the prequels. He even even does this on the show. Um, it's 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 a really it's a really funny show. And uh, like I said, there's a lot of pop culture references throughout the entire thing. So, have either of you two seen hmm. this show or no? I have not. It's it's a show. It's one of those shows that I've always been meaning to check out. It's on it's never Amazon got, like, Prime. There, but if you have it, it, would be right up my alley. Yeah, if you have Amazon Prime, it's on there. Um, I, I'm not sure if it's on Netflix. Um, I feel like it was once upon a time. I'm not sure if it still is. Um, but yeah, yeah. it's it's. It, I highly recommend it. It's I've watched it like in its entirety at least like four or five times. Like it's it's one of those shows I keep going back to. It's great. So cool and another comedy. Yeah, and, uh, uh, like keep, I said, keeping, my, it, keeping it light. My top five is is all comedy. So, um, oh, yeah, good. Um, yeah, See? it's it's all. Comedy. Uh, so far, we haven't we haven't had any duplication yet, and I'm wondering. I didn't say this yet, but I'm wondering if we're going to end up with 15 different shows here. I bet I bet you we will. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> all, of, all right, all of mine are dark or dark dark shows. The re- the rest of mine are dark. The rest of mine are yeah, dark. Okay. So moving on, then Sarah, number four. My number four is actually The Haunting of Hill House. Okay. Have you guys had a chance to watch I've that? I've never watched it. It's on Amazon it. Prime, I believe, if I remember correctly. Oh, it's, uh, I think it's on... Oh, I, honestly, I, it's, I can't even remember. It's been a while since I actually like watched it because it, it freaked me out, man. Okay. Like I'm usually good with paranormal stuff, but this one really scared me. Um, but essentially, like what it's about is like um, a family... Um, a bunch of siblings are struck by a tragedy and uh, they all have their own like demons and separate problems in their lives, but they're all taken back to their big family house. Um, and just from there on, it's just Wait. exactly what the, the title is. It's just a haunting 
in the house. Is this that show where they hide ghosts in every shot? Is this the one? Am uh, I? Uh, oh, I don't. I don't actually know. I haven't was heard it on, that. Was it on Netflix? I think it's on Netflix. I want to say it's on Netflix. I feel like this is the show. Like they hide ghosts in like some frames of the of the show. Ooh. Like they'll like put like a face like down in like a in like a corner or something like that. Just just to see if the audience like spots it. I'm pretty sure oh, this is the show. It. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is the show. So yeah, like. Yeah, sorry. The show is so cool. Um, just because I, I really appreciate shows that have like that come full circle, mm-hmm. and this one definitely has a huge plot twist at the end, and everything comes full circle, and it's just so like nice to have a show like that. So I definitely recommend that if you are into the paranormal. That one's pretty spooky. Right. So is it completed? Is there no more seasons coming? Um, I think the story of this family is completed, but they are coming out with a second season. I'm not sure what that's going to be about, but it like this this um, show was based on a book. I can't remember the book's name for the life of me. It might just be a haunting of Phil House, but um, yeah, like this story is definitely complete. Cool. Okay, <laughs> a little bit of scariness in our list <laughs> creeps in, so we'll check that out. And we'll get on to my number four. It is uh, <laughs> Battlestar Galactica, uh, and Ooh, I am talking about. I am talking about. I'm talking about the remake. Okay. Yes, I am talking about the one from the 2000s, yeah. uh, from 2005 to 2009. Uh, four seasons of fantastic sci-fi television. Uh, this series holds up today. Uh, still, I, I think. Um, uh, you could put it against uh, the modern shows that are out there, like The Expanse or uh, what's the other one I'm thinking of? Uh, Carbon, Altered Carbon, mm. um, and um, just as good, just uh, probably better to me. Um, you know, a very dramatic series, really heavy drama, very dark, uh, very tense uh, series um, that explored uh, a lot of uh, uh, themes about AI. And uh, humanity's uh, how we treat our creation, and um, it, it after uh, uh, we go to war with AI. And this series is one of the most imitated uh, series in science fiction. Mm-hmm. I think you'll I think you'll see everything that came after it in fiction imitated it in some way. And um, nothing really has been as good still to this day as Battlestar Galactica. It was created by a couple of guys who left uh, Star Trek at the time. Um, I believe Deep, Deep Space Nine was the show they were on. Um, and and they, they wanted to go make uh, a grittier, uh, more, um, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> more creative um more grown-up uh, science fiction show, and and they really they really achieved a great thing here with Battlestar Galactica. For me, when I talk about how I want Star Wars to be more grown-up, um, I want it to be more dramatic and and dark and tense and gripping the way Battlestar Galactica was. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my recommendation. All right, that's, that that's my number four. All right, Battlestar. So let's move on to number three, Kev. All right, so uh, for my number three. Um, I actually had Letterkenny as well. Um, oh, the yeah. first duplication. But you know what? Uh, because you you already uh, said Letterkenny, I'm going to uh, ask for a volley, and I'm going to replace Letterkenny okay. with something else. 
Just because you okay. already used it, because Letterkenny, uh, oh. I love myself some Letterkenny as well. But uh, right. I, I'm going to swap it out, and I'm going to say, for my number three, Silicon Valley. So Silicon oh. Valley is um, an HBO show. Um, I often refer to it as the R-rated Big Bang Theory, <laughs> but with like a little bit more and a little bit more... Um, it's a little That's smarter good. though. It's a little smarter than Big Bang Theory. It's realistic. Yeah, it's realistic. It's if, you, if you've ever realistic. worked at a tech company, yeah. If you ever worked at a tech company, you know Silicon Valley nails exactly what it's like to work at a tech company. Yeah. Um really well. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So um I I'm drawing a blank on his name. Thomas Middle Middleditch, is that how you pronounce it? Uh, is the lead where he uh, he plays a brilliant designer who comes up with uh, originally he comes up with this uh, this app and this other big corporation wants to buy it from him um, when he when he finds out how uh, how good it is and then uh, eventually uh, as the series progresses he just keeps turning them down where he just says fuck it and he basically designs his own internet. So he, um, yeah, based on his middle out compression algorithm. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's a, it's a really good, really funny show. Um, um, Camille Nanjani's on that show. Yep. Uh, Uh, TJ uh, Miller was on the show. He left. Martin Martin Starr. Yeah. Martin Starr, who was on Freaks and Geeks is on the show. Um, yeah, really, really funny show. It just ended. I actually I started the last season. I have to finish it still, um, so I don't know. As of right now, I don't know where they end up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I started the last season. I just haven't finished it yet because I'm the type of person I, I wait for it to like just finish, just so I can binge it. And uh, I just haven't had a chance to yet. But I will because it's a great show. That's my and number three. That, that is a great number three. So Sarah, number three. My number three is a little bit dark. Just want to forewarn you. Um, <laughs> it's a true, it's a true crime docuseries on um, Netflix, if I'm not mistaken. I can never keep track of what's on what. Mm. Um, but it's the trials of Gabriel Fernandez. Okay. I never don't know if you guys have heard about it. No, I have not. It's really freaking sad. I've never wanted to jump through the screen more um, okay. at these people. But essentially, it's about a little boy who did pass away. Um, from neglect and abuse, and it's just the trials um, from the people who put him through that. Mm. And uh, oh my god, it is the most heart wrenching. But it's also a show that you can't stop watching if that makes sense, because you like yeah. need to know. And it just puts like so many things in perspective. It makes your problems seem so minimal, mm. uh, which I feel like we could probably use some of that in today's society (laughs) but holy crap uh that one if you can stomach it is a really really good watch and yeah i definitely recommend that one if you're into true crime all right sorry very very dark for a second (laughs) no it sounds intense it sounds intense yeah and you know what it's good that we were having a mixture because uh most pretty much everything on my list like i said is comedy so uh it's good that we're having a mixture For sure, for sure. We're ha- we have a diverse list going mm-hmm. on here so far. Okay, so the trials of... Sorry, the name again? The trials of... Uh, Gabriel Fernandez. Gabriel Fernandez. All right, we will check that out. Uh, so my number three is uh, Westworld, season one and two. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, especially season one. Um, 
it, it, I don't know. Have you? Have either of you, I, Kevin? I know, you haven't watched Westworld. No, I, know. I never watched uh, it. <clears throat> I'm familiar with it, but I've never sat down and watched it. No. Sarah, I did. I did actually watch the first and second season. Okay, fantastic. Then you know, season one of Westworld was such a fantastically fascinating uh, se- a, a season of television. Um, For sure. And, and in my opinion, the whole thing was really carried. Uh, or, or or led at least by the performance of Anthony Hopkins. For me, season one of Westworld was my favorite Anthony Hopkins performance of all, all time. Um, uh, for those of you who don't know, Westworld um, w- uh, originally what it's about is um, it's a theme park in the future where it's uh, it's all populated by robots, but it's a world that's just like the wild wild west. So um, you know, picture like Disneyland. Um, you know, in the far future where all the characters are like realistic depictions of, of who would be in that time period. Right. So it's a world where rich people go to basically go on vacation in the old West and all the characters, there are robots and it's a kind of a violent fucked up dark place. The guests can kill, uh, the robots and, um, the robots, uh, all, they all bleed like regular people. They're all very biologically, very similar to regular people and they feel pain and, and death the same way regular people do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's a show that's fraught with all kinds of questions of morality. And again, like I mentioned earlier in Battlestar Galactica, it's a question of, of, uh, mankind and how we treat our creations. Uh, but it's, but it's basically an exploration of, of humanity, of, of, of people um it's a very dark show uh it's hard to say who the who the villains are and who the heroes are on the show there really is no clear uh line um the hero the hero of the show is kind of dolores who's uh who's a robot who leads, who's leading the robot revolution, basically, um, who's basically declaring war on humanity. So uh, if you can get behind that character as your hero, then I guess that's your hero. But uh, she's very violent and very cruel in a lot of it. Um, it is just a fantastically made television show. This is HBO spending their money on, on fantastic creators making fantastic creations. Uh, the, the music, the visuals... Everything about season one, at least uh, of Westworld, is is so beautifully crafted. Uh, you, if you haven't seen it, you have to see it. And um, at, you know, season two, uh, it's still great. It gets a little hard to follow. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. The writing, the writing gets a little convoluted. It, it it's it gets it gets complicated. You have to follow a couple of YouTubers who follow the show uh, to like analyze every episode if you want to try to figure out what's going on in season two. Um, <laughs> but season three just started and uh, it looks like it's very different. Aaron Paul's on it from Breaking Bad and uh, you know it's worth catching up if you got free time. Uh, it's worth catching up on, uh, on the first two seasons of Westworld so you can jump into season three and know what's going on or at least attempt to. Sarah, Sarah, do you agree with me? Yeah, I definitely do. The first season was ten out of ten. I really, really enjoyed the uh, the idea for sure. Right, but then, yeah, Kevin will get around to it. I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move on. Number two, Kev. All right, so uh, my number two is um, a show that I absolutely fall in love with when I first watched it. And as the series went on, it hit a lot of 
potholes and things happen. And anyways, um, you guys might recognize a little show named Community. Um, yes. So yes, yes, the first yes. three seasons are top-notch, solid gold. All I have to say is the paintball episodes are like the most talked about, the absolute classic episodes of the series. Um, Troy and Abed just steal the show. Um, all the characters are great. Chevy Chase, um, everyone. Um, like I said, Troy and Abed absolutely steal that show um, until, of course, uh, Childish Gambino leaves. <laughs> <laughs> and um right. it, it's yeah. it's still it's it was still good when it got so when it got to season four um it had like some some difficulties like uh dan hammerin the creator left um uh, and that was because him and chevy chase barely didn't get along and then dan hammerin came back i believe in season five and then chevy chase left like it was just it was just it was mental yeah. behind the scenes yeah on that behind show. the scenes it, 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 it was yeah. it, it moved it moved from different studio to different mm-hmm. studio like it got canceled and then it got and, brought back yeah. and, and then dan Harmon like melted down and and chevy chase melted down and there yeah. was like so much there was like there was the racism the, uh, accusation mm-hmm. um so it was the biggest mess behind the scenes but like a couple of seasons of that show were blissful blissfully funny yes fantastic sh- uh, television. Yes. Uh, uh, especially absolutely. the first, like I said, the first three seasons were top notch. Um, I actually yeah. watched the last season finally. Uh, and I, I, and it's funny cause I realized as after I watched season six, uh, so the ongoing gag throughout the show was six seasons and a movie. So I'm still waiting for the movie cause they're done the six seasons. So, um, six, the sixth season was like straight to, uh, Yahoo. Uh, Yahoo's the one that picked them up <laughs> after NBC dumped them. Um, but right. yeah, this the, it, it was still an enjoyable season. Uh, it didn't have the charm of the first three. And then when, after I watched it, I was like, I don't remember if I seen all of season five. So I actually sat down and watched season five and lo and behold, I did miss a bunch of, uh, episodes in there, but there, there's some great ones. Like, uh, they did a, um, an emanated, uh, GI Joe, um, tribute, uh, but with the but with right. the guys from community and it was it was good like this show was very creative uh their christmas episode is another classic uh there was an episode where they did that where they're they're all puppets like it's it, it was a very creative show um and it's uh, i feel it's highly binge worthy so that's my mm-hmm. you that's, are that's you are right too yes thank you that is a good one and not only that i have a feeling i i bet i just guess what your number one is going to be no, uh, no chance. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> okay. But I, I have a feeling. Okay. So, Sarah, number right. two. My number two is uh, The Witcher. I don't oh. know if you guys have had a chance. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's funny because uh, Jared and I discussed this on, on the show, whether or not we were No, we never it. did. No, we never, so, we never talked we never, about The Witcher. I don't know what Kevin's talking about. No, <laughs> so I've, we never, never, I've never, never seen any it. of The Witcher. <laughs> Sarah, I, I tried to watch it and I couldn't. I, 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 it's definitely, it's, I know some people don't like it, but I definitely yeah. feel like it. Okay, just like, sell it. Tell us what's great about it. Please sell it. Sell it. Sell it. Fed the soul or like the hole in my heart from Game of Thrones, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like it just gave me like the 
like the what's the excitement of fantasy again I, I will say I'm not a super fan of Yennefer. I don't like the casting, not because she's not a good actress, but because when I think of Yennefer, I think of like a stone cold, like, like a stone cold bitch looking girl. And, and I just don't get that from this actress, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. Like just from the, the video games and stuff, like, I guess I just, I don't know. I had, I had a lot of fan of the games before the show, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's important. But, um, that's important. I just, I really like Henry Cavill. I really, really liked Freya Allen's performance. Yep. Um, and it made me the costumes. Yeah. Oh my god! Don't even get me started. See, I think costumes. I think the cosplayer. In, I I think the cosplayer in you really feeds your love of that show because it looks beautiful. It does. It's. Yeah. It. They spend a lot of time making it look really perfect i i think it looks more like the cover of a harlequin romance novel than game of thrones but it but it does look beautiful you're right like i so i'm not surprised that you that you enjoy it more than i do um i i, I can't get past the writing i have a problem with the writing it feels like it but it but my problem with the writing is it feels too much like a video game like it's written like the video game but if you're a fan of the video game that's not a problem right yeah and like honestly with fantasy shows um, I'm not super hard to please. Yeah. Uh, like Lucas just stepped on my lap. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but Lucas um, talking to Auntie Sarah. Hello. He's just staring <laughs> at the mic. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. No, keep, that's keep okay. But I, I just, I, I thought, I don't know. Like it just really gave me that, like sense of fantasy and magic and violence enjoyment that Game of Thrones once did. It filled the void in my heart from season eight of Game of Thrones, <laughs> right. so maybe that's why I liked it so much. But I was very sad. I don't know if you heard, but I was very sad to learn recently that that new Game of Thrones spinoff show isn't coming until like 2022. Oh yeah. my god! I, I, I thought they had said that like there was something coming like next year. Yeah. But, uh, I, I guess it's, it's going to be a while now till we get that again. Um, womp womp. So. You know what we have look, to look forward to, though, is is Dune. I'm changing the subject. I'm sorry, but um, okay. I don't know if you're familiar with Dune, Sarah. But I predict that you're going to want to cosplay Dune after Dune comes out in November. Mm-hmm. I, I predict it's going to have fantastic, uh, not mi- not only medieval costuming, but medieval space costuming, like better mm-hmm. than Star. Wars. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued. I'm probably going to have um, a lot of hands because it looks looking like a lot of conventions will be getting canceled. So. More yeah. time to be working on stuff. You know what? If if Dune gets postponed, Kevin, what if Dune gets postponed? I don't know. I, I think I won't recover. I, I don't know how I'll handle that if Dune gets postponed. <laughs> I'm sure. Like, oh, I'm my sure. God. <laughs> I'm sure uh, I'm sure it should be fine. It's that it's not coming out to what, November? It's supposed to be November, yeah. yeah. So, But but they're just finishing it right now. So what if they don't yeah. get it finished in time? Because what if everybody's off work because of the yeah, virus? true. <laughs> Oh, I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm sure that's uh, okay. if it's just special effects. I'm sure uh, the artists can work from home, so I think we're good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let me move on then. Um, so Sarah's number two was The Witcher, uh, and you know what? I don't. Uh, maybe I'll check out season two. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll do that. Okay. Uh, I'll give it. I'll give it another chance. I, I did want to like it. I do. I love Henry. I love Henry Cavill. And I and I want good fantasy as well, so I'll give it another chance. Anyway, my number two is Breaking Bad, 
And that's uh, Breaking Bad. It should be obvious, I think. I, I, I thought I was being like boring by putting Breaking Bad on my list because everybody hails it as the best television show of all time. It is the best television show of all time. Uh, everybody's right. Um, uh, if you have not experienced the transformation of Walter White into his alter ego, Heisenberg, uh, then uh, you have not... Uh, felt the joy of amazing um, long-form storytelling and these amazing performances by Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul, uh, especially. Um, Breaking Bad is was oh, just such a great show, man, and uh, and and man and woman, and uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, you know what? Everybody knows it. Um, but uh, if you don't, then you have to go check it out because it's another one of these shows where everything that came after it imitated it in some way. Mm-hmm. You've still got Better Call Saul on the air, which is a spinoff uh, mm-hmm. of this of the show, but it's really not nearly as good, in my opinion. Um, uh, and uh, so many great actors uh, uh, made their name on this show and have gone on to do other things. And I'm thinking of like uh, Giancarlo Esposito, who's on Mandalorian now. Um, his performance on Breaking Bad as uh, uh, Guy uh, was uh, Guy Fring. Uh, I forget. I, I hope I'm not saying his name wrong. Anyway, the best television villain of all time, in my opinion. Um, uh, so Breaking Bad, if you haven't seen it, it's your duty to watch it. It's like if you haven't seen The Godfather, you you have to see Breaking Bad. You you just you just it's it's important. It's, it's on, important. You have to see. It's it. on my to do list. <laughs> I've, okay. I've never I've With never it, watched brother. it. I've never watched it. Oh, <laughs> brother, brother, brother. You know what? That's that. That's a good show for you and your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, she'll probably enjoy it too. And uh, yeah, like if you need a new show to it. jump into. Yeah, I feel like she might have yeah. watched it. I can't remember. I feel like I asked her. And okay. I feel like she said she did watch it, but I, I can't remember. So, All right. So Breaking Bad is my number two. Let's move on to the final round of number ones. <laughs> number one. DJ Kevy Kev. All right. So <laughs> my number one is another British show um, by the name of The IT Crowd. Uh, something that uh, Jared could definitely uh, <laughs> could definitely relate to. <laughs> I knew you were going to have that on your list. I yeah, knew it. I yeah, knew it. Absolutely, it's great show. Um, uh, if you don't know what it's about, it's basically about like these um, these two IT dudes who are like hardcore underground uh, nerds, um, big computer nerds, just big overall. Um, nerds, and uh, they hire someone to basically look after them, and they form this friendship, which is just brilliant. And uh, I've compared it to in the past. Um, again, I'm bringing back. Uh, I'm bringing back up uh, Big Bang Theory, but uh, Big Bang Theory meets Seinfeld because um, the yep. characters on it are just so out there, like like Seinfeld. Um, they. Um, the two are constant daters and you know what I mean? Like it's, it just, it just rings home with uh, Seinfeld so much. Um, it's broad. It's a broad British version though. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's very British in it, but it's, it's just, it's so damn funny. Yeah. It's, it's really so funny. funny. Um, again, short, short, uh, short seasons with these, uh, with these, I believe it was eight, eight, it was either eight or six. It might've been six uh, episodes per season and it only went four seasons 
And um, they actually did do an hour-long uh, finale, which, was, uh, which wasn't uh, as good as the series, but it was a nice little wrap-up, which, uh, which I liked. Um, a few years back, I actually worked on a, um, a show with these two Brits uh, that came to uh, Toronto to film it, and one of them, uh, his name was Chris Hayward, and he was actually on the IT crowd, so I actually talked to him about the IT crowd, and uh, he was telling me how, like, uh, Matt Berry, uh, apparently, in real life, is a fucking dick. Um, Matt Berry is uh-huh. the one that takes over uh, uh, Renum Industries, whatever. Um, right. He was the one that came into the church. Father! The second CEO. Yeah, the second one, the son, whatever. Okay. Uh, okay. He was saying that yeah, he's, like, yeah. a dick in real life and all this stuff, but uh, I, I, I can look past it because his, his I'm not surprised. He's a dick in so real life, he was, good, but he's right? so funny. Yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, highly recommend it. It's definitely binge-worthy, um, and it's one of those shows sure. that you can go through, like, a season in a day, like, without even blinking. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, highly recommend it. So, that's the IT crowd. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. I, I was sure when you started your list that you were going to have IT crowd on it, but that wasn't what I was thinking of when I said I thought I knew what your number one was going to be. Yeah, what would you think it was going to uh, be? Uh, I'm going to wait till after, uh, until okay. until we're done, until I say that. Okay. Um, but, but I did want to say, I'm surprised that something wasn't on your list. And now you're that you're say, done yours. Are, are you going to say the Mendo? No. Oh, a okay. comedy. Oh, okay. Uh, it's probably Seinfeld, a comedy, a comedy that, that, no, a comedy that really fits in your list, a British comedy, a science fiction British comedy. Oh, Red Dwarf is, uh, in my honorable Red mentions. Dwarf. Yeah, it's in my honorable okay, mentions. Okay. I'm surprised you chose yeah. space over Red Dwarf. No, uh, okay. That, that, so with my list, I picked I picked uh, shows that I've watched multiple times. Uh, Red Dwarf, I've actually only watched once, and I actually okay. binged the shit out of the Red Dwarf. And there's actually another season coming um, this year, I think. So yeah, yeah, Red Dwarf is the shit. I love Red Dwarf, but like I said, Fantastic. only because I've yes. only watched it like once, and that's why. Right. Because it's so long too, right? Because it's like. 10 maybe more like seasons right so but yeah no that's another great show that's in my honorable mentions like i said so go ahead cool. i just want to mention in case in case you guys can hear it uh my little boy lucas is playing in the background he's playing the guitar and running around and giggling uh i i normally wouldn't have him doing this when we're podcasting but yeah. but these are unusual times and my my son is very bored and i we're letting it well let's we're, um, you know, we're letting him have his run of the house as much as possible right now. That's cool. Um, he yeah, misses no, Auntie Sarah, I, I, and 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 so do, and so does Samson. I can hear, we can hear him, but I don't hear any guitar playing. That's all good. Okay. 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 <laughs> yeah. okay so let's try to move on then. Uh, good list, Kev. Thank you very much, uh, Sarah. Why don't you give us your number one? <laughs> All right, my number one's a little bit dark too. Okay. Uh, it's actually it's a show on Netflix called You. Ooh, I don't okay. know if you guys have that heard about good. it before. Is that a Y O U or letter U? Uh, y O U. Okay. Tell so uh, it has two seasons in it. It's fairly new, and they set it up for a third season. Um, it has Penn Badgley in it, who I'm a big fan of. I really like him as an actor. Where's he from? Uh, he he's in the biggest. Um, role he's played is actually in Gossip Girl. Okay. Um, he he played Dan. I don't know if you're familiar, no, no. but um, yeah. So essentially, what this show is about is um, about a guy named Joe, 
and he is uh, he's a bookstore clerk and he becomes really obsessed with a girl that walks in through the door. Um, he is one of the best sociopaths I have ever seen on television um, because he genuinely, like when bad things happen to him, he makes you feel like um, sad for him in a way. Like you almost forget all the crazy things he does in the show. Like he will literally go out of his way to stalk this girl and follow all of her social media and hack her accounts to find out what she likes. And then he will morph himself into a man at, just to try and get this girl to like him. Um, and that means like he will go out of his way to kill people um, who stand in his path. And the things he gets away with, man, it's, it's nuts. But then you, like he, he, he makes himself seem so genuine and so like much of a good person that you have to like remind yourself that he's actually a psychopath. Like it's, it's nuts. Hmm. And I definitely recommend that for anybody who's into like the creepy stuff, like the true crime, the serial killer stuff. Cause it's just, it's crazy. I feel like I'm not even doing it justice. You just, you just got to watch it. Okay. Watch it. <laughs> Look at IMDb. It's highly rated, seven point eight out of yeah, ten. There are there are twenty one episodes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, created by Sarah Gamble and Greg Berlanti. Um, so uh, looks vaguely good. familiar. Like, did they do something familiar, uh, similar to that in the movie? Are you thinking of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? Mm, no, I don't think <laughs> so. Where where? Okay. <laughs> no, that's what, that's what it reminded me of for some reason. Yeah. Okay. The guy who works in the bookstore falls in love with Jim Carrey's girlfriend. Anyway. Yeah, no, I've seen it. It's just been a while since I've seen it. But the premise, it's just like, um, it's almost like they took the premise and stretched it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, I'm just drawing. Okay. But yeah, so hit me. So Sarah's dark list is complete. Number one for Sarah was you on Netflix. Netflix? Yeah. Yes, Netflix. Cool. All right, then. Check it out. So my number one is my favorite show of all time. The show that I have been wanting to talk about on this podcast forever, but I have bitten my tongue. I have controlled myself. I know exactly where you're going. <laughs> I urge. I know where you're going. I know where you're going because uh, you look, brought it there up are, so many times. <laughs> there are at least the first three seasons available right now on Netflix for you to enjoy. And the first three seasons are really fantastic. Uh, and that show, of course, is Vikings. Yeah. Hell yeah. Get out there. If you have not seen Vikings yet, throw it on right now and get into <laughs> it. Uh, this is, it's fantastic. Medieval. It's loosely based on history. Okay. Uh, but we don't have very accurate Viking history really to tell stories from there isn't a lot of accurate it's the it's the dark ages basically so there isn't a lot of accurate like there are legends and um uh i'm sorry the viking uh i'm forgetting the name of the 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 viking histories but um they're they're very they're very loosey-goosey and they're very all over the place and uh you know viking history is kind of it's very, it's a very gray area, fuzzy area historically for us. Mm -hmm. But this show kind of includes every 
thing that we know or that we generally believe about Viking history, but kind of in a loose kind of creative way. But that's not important. The, the, the historical element of it isn't so important. What it, it is a great television show. It is some of the best styling. It is some of the best writing, some of the best directing, some of the best acting. Um, and it, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, it really does kind of feel... Uh, feel close to that experience in in that it is that quality of of television production, and it is and it it does give you that level of grit of that medieval realistic gritty feeling that Game of Thrones gives you so often. Uh, it doesn't have so much of the fantasy element, but it does have a fantasy element. It treats the religions because the religions of the world are the big conflict of the time. It's Christianity versus paganism basically is what's happening here. Um, it's the, you know, the, 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 the people of um, the Norse uh, countries um, basically moving into England, moving into France, moving into all the surrounding areas, exploring the world, and coming into contact with Christianity and the conflict that ensues. Um, and they do treat the religions... They do treat the religions all seriously, like they're all realistically... Like they're all realistic. Um, you know, like the uh, faithful Christian characters have, like, religious experiences that are treated on the show like they're really happening. Uh, the, the Viking gods are treated like they're like they're real on the show, like they interact with characters every once in a while. Um, uh, but they're all treated uh, so uh, lovingly. It's it it feels like very cool and hip and modern in its styling, at the same time as being very authentic and gritty. Like I, I, it doesn't feel like a CW show, like the like the one hundred where it's like everybody's a little too pretty and a little too clean. It does feel yeah. really gritty, but it also does feel stylized and cool and modern at the same time. It it walks this this really cool fine line that way, and um, uh, you know the first three seasons, especially when Travis Fimmel uh, was was still starring as Ragnar Lothbrok, and when we're, when we're just getting to know his character, and and for me, my favorite parts are in the early first three seasons, his relationship with the the monk Athelstan, who is 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 kidnapped and taken as a slave, basically after his monastery is invaded and slaughtered by these Vikings. It's another show that's very dark. It's very violent, very bloody. Um, it reminds me of Braveheart a lot of the time, yeah. In the in the in the fact that it has these big medieval battle scenes and the way they're depicted and the way they're shot, um, it's so kind of brutal and uh, visceral and um, uh, cool. It's not super historically accurate. They do things like shield walls in the battle, which are really fun to watch in the show, but they didn't actually do that uh, at the time. Um, but uh, man, it's totally worth your time to catch up on Vikings. Uh, there is one half of a season left of the show. It's in season seven now, and it's the final season. But there wow. is a new there is a new show coming from the same creator, Michael Hurst, uh, and he's got a new deal to make a sequel show set a hundred years later, but still about Vikings. Uh, called uh vikings valhalla and that's coming out on netflix so that's going to be a that's going to be a huge show when that comes out so it's totally worth your time to check out uh you know the entire uh seven season run of vikings but you can but you can find the first three seasons right now on netflix and uh they're a great time if you're into this kind of thing uh totally worth your time all right and that is my list uh (laughs) 
guys, we got to wrap up because uh, I got to start work in 10 minutes. Um, but um, so look, we had a ton of, we all had a ton of honorable mentions, right? So like, yeah. I mean, I'll just quickly list like you, people should see Mad Men. People should see the Americans. People should see Shameless. Uh, another zombie show that you guys didn't mention, or Sarah, you didn't mention mm-hmm. Kingdom, which is a, oh, Korea, it's a Korean show. It's amazing. It's it's amazing. It's another fantastic uh, medieval show, but it's Korean and and it's any, got sub it's got subtitles, but it's the coolest zombie show I've ever seen. Any Korean zombie show or movie is the best. I also have to shout out Train, Train to Busan, yeah, Train another zombie yeah. movie. Yeah. So wicked. Yeah. And they're coming out with another sequel to that, and I'm so excited. Yeah. Okay, well then definitely check out Kingdom. You're gonna love it. You're gonna Sorry, love it. I don't- We've, we've got to wrap, wrap up, but Sarah, like, thank you for joining us again. It's so great. Uh, so I, don't, cool to have I don't get to do my honorable mentions. Oh, please, 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 quickly. All right. but, yes, go ahead. Real quick, The Mandalorian, uh, Misfits. Yes, for sure. Ash versus the yeah. Evil Dead, The Wire, yeah. which uh, which is also yeah. one of the best TV shows ever made. Wu Tang American Saga. I absolutely loved it. Can't wait for season two. Yeah. Red Dwarf. We yeah. we talked about, and The Boys yeah. is my last one. Yep. For honorable okay. mentions. Okay, I'm not a fan of the boys, but but I check it out. It. Check I it out. It. Make your own decision. Make your own decision, people. Check it out. Uh, you know what? Glow, gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Yeah, I that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Too. Fantastic I still show. Have to see the I love Mark Maron. Yes, yeah. me too. Yeah. Okay. Um, but Sarah, do you do you have any honorable mentions before we sign off? I actually just had one more. It's called Black Mirror. Oh, great show. Fantastic show. Fantastic show. I've been a super fan of the last season, but Mm. the first few. That's true. That's true. true. Okay. All right, dead guys. I'm sorry. I got to cut us off. I got to end the the episode. But again, Sarah, Sarah, I want to say thank you. Uh, Is there any cosplay stuff going on in the world that we should know about coming up? Oh, unfortunately not. No, okay. Yeah, it's down. it is it is okay. Well, you know what? We're all gonna shelter in place and get through this virus together. Yeah. Everybody everybody stay strong, everybody stay calm. Yeah. And uh you know what? Uh, stay home as much as you possibly can because Agreed. you know what they say, uh uh half the people out there who have this virus don't have symptoms, they don't know they have it. So you could think you're safe and not be. So yeah. yeah, definitely practice your social distancing, definitely stay safe, everybody. Uh we're gonna come back again next week and we're gonna talk about uh the final episodes of Star Trek Picard with our buddy Johnny Johnny Mac uh, from England. He's going to join us, and we're probably going to have more COVID nineteen survival tips for you then. So um, I guess we're going to just uh, say goodbye tonight, guys. Right. Any All final right. thoughts? Any, anyone else? Any final final thoughts before we go? That's the end. <laughs> That's right, Janet. That's right, Janet. That is the end of episode forty six of Tool for this podcast. So. Thanks again, Sarah, and you have a great time, a great night, and stay safe. Kevy Kev, uh, uh, I will talk to you again very soon, and stay safe yourself. Will do. All right, and uh, uh, until next time, uh, just chill. To the next episode. (laughs) 